we give you praise. Amen. 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 The book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, beginning at verse number 18. King James text. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, and ye shall and ye shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Father, it's in the name of Jesus we come. Our hearts are filled with thanksgiving. For not one of your words have failed. Every one of them have been true in our lives, and for that we say thank you. We thank you for redeemed assembly, for our visitors that have come to share and worship with us on today. Lord God, you that gave the word and men wrote the word, let us receive the word. Let not our understanding bring any distortion to the word. But give us a clear word on this morning. We'll honor and bless your name. The praise, the honor, and glory is yours in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. But I want to address you from a subject, paradigm shift. The encounter. Paradigm shift. The encounter. When I think of paradigm, it is a typical example of something, an example that serves as a pattern or mold for something, especially one that formed the basis of methodology or theory. Then when I think about encounter, Translate verb to meet at adversity on enemy to engage in conflict with to come upon face to face and when I thought thinking about these terms I was thinking about the change that need to be made in our text, it warns us, the people of Israel, to remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. The reason why he tells them to remember not the former things is because it is impossible for you to have a shift in paradigm as long as you keep your mind 
in the old places. God could not fully deliver Israel out of bondage because though she were out of Egypt, she, she, she still thought like an Egyptian. Amen. But Paul Solomon says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And one of the main problems we have as a people is we don't like to think. We like to worry, but we don't like to think. And then when we do think, it's some of the same old, same old. We got some of the same stuff that we've been thinking about 20 years, and we're still thinking about the same thing. But in order for us to be where God wants us to be, there has to be a paradigm shift. Which means that we got to change the way we think. What you think is what you say. What you think is how you act. And we're at the place now that we always say, uh, you ever heard somebody say, well, you talk to them and they got it wrong and they say, well, I thought you said. Now, not that I heard you say it. Anybody ever said that? I thought you said. When the mind is on thinking, the hearing can be off. But when the mind... A man is at a place where it need to be, then we can change that around and we can be to that place where we can move into a different direction. But most of the time, there will not be a paradigm except there is first an encounter. The encounter knocks you back on your heels. But until you have the encounter, your mind is still going to be the same thing. I was just thinking about, amen, some of the patriarchs in the Bible that had an encounter. Moses had an encounter on the backside of the mountain in the desert place. He saw a bush burning. And the bush would not be consumed. And Moses said, let me go and see what's going on. He had his mind on his father-in-law, but God had a higher calling in mind for him than his father-in-law. And so Moses got another call from God. And then after Moses, we find there was another guy by the term of Balaam. And, 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 and the, one in, the one about Balaam was, was quite interesting. And Balaam, of course, he was the patriarch of God. Look at Numbers chapter 22, verse 20. Amen. Ver uh, all right. This is what it says there. You got, uh, look what God said. All right, what it says. Now God told him to go. Now 
And every time God tell you to go, it don't mean he approve of you. Sometimes he tell you to go because he have an encounter for you. All right? What the next verse say? Mm-hmm. And Balaam what? Rose up. And he rose up that morning, King James says, and saddled his us. And sometimes when we want to work contrary to God, we saddle our us's. Because we want to be in a rebellion against God. But God knows you're not going to get down off your high horses. That's a good one. So sometimes he will send you on a mission. He'll tell you to go because he knows I'm going to meet you in the way. And God met him in the way and the angel stood there with the sword in his hand and was getting ready to slay him. But on that road, uh, Balaam had uh, an encounter with God. Amen. And uh, he, he, he realized that the way he was going was not the right way. Now let's move to the New Testament. I got about two or three more minutes and I'm going to be done. But in the book of Acts, we find another man that had an encounter with God. His name was the Apostle Paul. Now, Abraham met an angel. Balaam met an angel. But the Apostle Paul met the man himself. And he said, I was on my beast going along trying to do the right thing. I thought I was right. I had a bunch of men with me and we was on our way to kill anybody that called on that name Jesus. But on the way he said, I saw a light that shine above the brightness of the day. He said, I fell down sometime when you're having a counter. That's what happened to you. Some of us, God will try to tell us, amen, and we'll just do what we want to do anyhow. But if God really loves you, he's going to make you have an encounter. That encounter might knock you to your feet. It's not because he wants to kill you, but because he wants to bless you. And the only way I can get you to change your mind is to knock you down. So when you have that encounter, is there anybody else in your head an encounter? Anybody? Oh, stand up and say, yes, I had one. I, I had one. I, I had one. Amen. You can set that down now. But everybody that God loves, you have that encounter that will make the difference in your life. You get on the right road and you're ready to go through. We've had all kinds of encounters in our family this year. Lady had an encounter. Last year she wasn't in convocation. She was in an encounter. Frank, my son-in-law, had an encounter. One thing about Frank, Frank is, uh, Frank plans everything. I don't care what it is. 
Frank got to go under the knife of cancer. But Frank wanted to make sure his yard looked good. So he scheduled his, his surgery with leaves. So the, he couldn't have his surgery until the leaves stopped falling and he had raked them all up. Then he ready for his session. But when he came out, God had done something for him. Amen. God will do something for you if you just allow him to have his way in life. God is looking for a people. Amen. That will change their mind. God is looking for a people that will tell God yes. It ain't business as usual. It's not going to be the way it's always been. But God is looking for a people that's ready for miracle. Anybody ready for a miracle. Anybody ready for marketplace ministry? Anybody ready to preach God on your job? God wants somebody who's willing to do his will. I'm done. I'm done.